Hey, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Joseph Cotton, and we're here today with Camden Starley. Hi, everyone. Yeah, we're talking about transformation, really, like how how God works in us through events and circumstances and even like the desires of our heart. And he uses it to bring us forward um, into to the, the new phases of life and transform us from the inside out. So we want to get, get Camden in because she's got a really cool story. Uh, she's She's been with Global for a while now. Uh, Camden, could you just tell us like how you first really got started with Global, like how you got connected with us? Yeah. And thank you for having me on. I'm really excited to share. Yeah. Um, yeah. With Global. Um, well, first of all, it's really funny how I did get involved because I grew up in the evangelical church. I didn't even know anything about like the Holy Spirit or anything. And um, part of my story with coming into knowing about the Holy Spirit was that I ended up getting healed of uh, chronic migraines and uh, severe food allergies. And um, it came in like a two-part healing. But the first part was I was going to have to get like 36 Botox shots in my shoulders and in my head wow. or be hospitalized for two weeks to get the pain to go away. I had like a level like seven or eight migraine all the time. Wow. Yeah. For three and a half years, it was pretty terrible. Um, but my mom put out on Facebook, like we're really at our wits end. Like we don't know what we're going to do. Um, we, she needs prayer. And, um, a friend of hers had gotten radically saved and became a healing evangelist. And when she knew him in middle school, he's like a drug addict, but has this like powerful testimony. His name's Kevin Reardon. And he reached out to her and prayed for me over the phone. And I got healed of my migraines. Wow. Wait, so yeah. you got healed over the phone. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I realized that. Yeah, I did. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was really crazy. I wasn't expecting anything from the phone call either because we tried so much stuff. Um, I I wasn't close to God at the time. Um, so when he said, like, you know, I want to pray for you over the phone, I was kind of like, whatever. But yeah, I got like healed and it was amazing. Um, I was just so joyful and excited um, just to know that God loved me so much, you know, to touch hmm. me in that way. Um, but yeah, it was, it ended up being like in two parts. Cause I actually ended up having really bad allergies the following year. So that was when I was 15. And then when I was 16, um, just through that year, I had bad allergies. I was having to cut out everything and I was getting the migraines again from, um, from different foods. And so I had to get down to having chicken broth, homemade chicken broth and gluten-free dairy-free bread. I was going to have that for every meal wow. till my intestines myself, um, and it really limited a lot of my, my life, you know? So then Kevin invited me up to a healing meeting that actually Dr. Mike Hutchings was doing. So over the school, he, that was his first time doing a healing meeting for global and, um, he was doing it with Kevin. And so he invited me up and someone gave a word of knowledge and I got healed hmm. there. Wow. Um, yeah, so that was amazing. Um, and just totally transformed my world. Um, and so after that I started like, uh, praying for people for healing and getting words of knowledge. Um, but that was really my first exposure to global was meeting Dr. Mike, hearing him talk about the school. And then one of my mom's friends, uh, brothers, we used to be an intern for Randy. Um, so they would both kind of talk about global. So it was in the back of my mind, but I didn't expect to come or have all of this happen. Wow. So that's, <laughs> that's like a really dramatic way to get connected with like a ministry of any kind. Like, yeah, it's for the start really with your own healing. Yeah. That's really mm -hmm. cool. so Can you tell us like the, the allergies, like what all, cause I know there's so many people that right. are struggling with, with food allergies. So what yeah. were the things you specifically were like diagnosed with or were struggling with? 
Um, well, I first went and did like allergy, like, I guess they like prick your back or something and you have all those little spots on your back. And so I did that. I don't remember like not long after I had been healed of the headaches. Cause I noticed that gluten was bothering me. And so I cut that out first. So I actually never had that tested cause, but I knew that I was sensitive to it, but then it came back with, I don't remember everything. I think it was like seven different things like dairy, fish, uh, apples, peanuts, um, yeah, just like several different things. And then we tried this specific diet where we'd like cut stuff out, um, and change things around to find out what's bothering me the most. But then eventually, um, we just started cutting everything out. Even when I had like gluten-free stuff, yeah. uh, at special restaurants, it was like bothering me, yeah. you know? Wow. So it was really hard because I wanted to go and do like missions or I wanted to go, you know, travel, um, and any sort of vacation, I had to make sure that I had the foods that I needed or even going over to a friend's house, going to school. I always had to make sure that I had the food I could eat. Um, so being healed of that was really, um, it just meant so much to me, you know, just cause I know what it's like when you have chronic pain or when you have stuff like that, how debilitating it can be, even if it's something that people don't necessarily think is, obviously debilitating like you know mm -hmm. but it, it was it limited a lot of different things in my life i always had to be aware of it you know yeah wow yeah. so the the phone call with kevin reardon mm -hmm. was like huge because god yeah. healed sounds like a something major got healed like the migraines yes and then were the food allergies already there and they started later more? i think so i think that they st i don't understand it i guess yeah. it's spiritual i don't know like because when i was younger i did have food allergies and I went to a lot of doctors when I had migraines, um, but mo none of them like mentioned it. Like yeah. I went to a Christian acupuncturist and he was the first one that said you might have like allergies, like allergies might be what's causing your migraines. But a lot of them, they just didn't know. And so they just take guesses and that, that frustrated me and my mom. Um, so yeah, it didn't, I don't know why it got bad. Like at that time, um, I don't know if it was just like spiritual attack or what, but it did. Um, and then, yeah. And then I'm glad it got better. <laughs> yeah. For real. Yeah. Yeah. So in the meeting, like, what was that like when you heard like the word of knowledge? Was it like, Oh, I knew stage? that they were going to have word of knowledge <laughs> <laughs> just because like when we came up there, it was so out of my comfort zone and we ran out of food actually. Like I wasn't going to have enough food wow. while I was up there. So I knew that I had to get healed. And Kevin said, I think you're going to get healed. And I kind of had this like um, anticipation, like, you know, that kind of butterflies feeling in your stomach when I was going up there. And so I knew God was going to do something. Um, but it was kind of, uh, intimidating since it was just like, okay. Like, I think the healing process, like, you know, physical and then part of it emotional too, of being like, okay, God, I trust you with this. You know, mm. I don't know what this is going to look like on the other side. Cause I'm used to the pain, yeah. but I trust you with it, you know? And so when they gave the word of knowledge, I was like, all right, like, you know, I know it's coming, you know, it's time. And I went up and it all went away. So I'd get pain like in my stomach, like my intestines would swell hmm. um, along with the migraines. And so when they had the word of knowledge, they prayed for me. And then it just went down to one little spot. Um, and then the next day the pain was gone. And I like, and we tested, I went to a really like dirty diner, <laughs> not that we wanted to, but it was kind of like all that was there um, in Butler, Pennsylvania. And, um, and I ate the food and it was like totally fine. That's amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. How long had it been since you had been able to eat like greasy food? 
Mm, at that point, it was probably like a year and a half just because um, it wasn't like super bad except for that year. Um, but yeah, it definitely was crazy to go from having to be so careful to being able to eat like at a diner that was questionable. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned like the sort of inner healing aspect of it. Yeah. Of having to like face your doubt and all that. Like, yeah. What was that like for you? Like going from before, even before that phone call, the amazing phone call. Right. To after, what was your process through that internally? Uh, well, I mean, with the world I was coming from, um, the God that was demonstrated to me did not seem like powerful enough or real enough for the things I'd gone through. Like I'd lost my dad when I was eight really suddenly and then dealt with like this chronic pain. And so, um, just going through that process, I was like, I need to see something real. Like I need to experience God in a real way. I'd grown up in a Christian home, but I didn't, and I'd had like a couple, now that I look back, you know, from where I am now, I can see that I had different experiences with God. Um, but it wasn't, um, I just was depressed, like from the things I'd gone through, you know, and a lot of Christians around me were apathetic or I didn't know like whether their faith was real. And I was like, I don't want to be like a part of this, if this is not going to be real enough for my pain, you know? And so with that journey, it was like, God revealed himself to me as being real. And then it was like, wow. And then I went to this place of, okay, God's really big. And then I was kind of intimidated mm -hmm. of God, you know, but learning to trust him and be like, even though he's really powerful, he's also very loving, you know, and I can trust him in that. So I'd say that's probably how my journey was, is that I went from depressed and thinking God's not big enough. And then when I realized he was, I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay, well, I trust you. I know you're a lot bigger than me, but I trust you. Wow. You know? That's amazing. Thanks. So, all right. So you get healed yeah. from migraines and this sort of ongoing battle with food allergies. Yeah. Um, what, when was that? Like, what year was that? Um, what year was it? 2013. Yeah. Okay. 2013. And so then what was the next thing for you in your sort of journey? Um, well, I think the next thing I went on was I ended up going on uh, YPI um, 2014. That was, I think that was the only year that they went to Honduras. Is that, I don't know if you yeah, remember I think that's that or right. no. Okay. Yeah. So I went, I ended up going on that trip because I, so Kevin was like kind of mentoring me and he's a healing evangelist. So, and then I got healed. And actually right after I got healed, I started getting words of knowledge. Like I got mm. healed and then the next day I got my first word of knowledge wow. and prayed for someone and they got healed of uh, ankle pain. And so um, with Kevin, like calling me and mentoring me, um, I was like, you know, going after the healing words of knowledge, praying for people like on the streets and stuff. Cause that's who he is. He's a street evangelist. Um, but I hadn't like with YPI, um, that was probably the next thing where it showed me more aspects of God and more aspects of the supernatural. Cause for, um, a lot of it, even though Kevin was talking to me, I was doing it pretty much on my own. And, um, my family, like this brought all of them as well. My healing brought all of them as well into the Holy spirit. Wow. Um, and so it was kind of like pioneering that and even just going mm -hmm. after the healing evangelism. Um, <laughs> it was really, a radical for the group of people that I was in because no one knew about it. And, and I didn't really have many examples. Um, so going on YPI, it was like the first time being around other people that were doing it. And even, um, 
just being around prophecy and impartation for the first time. Oh, wow. So gosh. Okay. And also uh, youth power invasion is YPI. So that's a youth trip. Mm-hmm. So how old were you at that point? Um, I think I was 17 about to turn 18. Okay. So, I mean, that's a important time of life yeah. for anyone. You're kind of yeah. coming out of high school, learning to be like your own person, stand on your own two feet. What are you going to do with your future? Mm-hmm. I was in between my junior and senior year. Um, when I went and actually why I ended up going on the trip, my mom saw an ad for it, but I went on a trip in the spring with my school because it was a Christian school to Mexico and I didn't really enjoy it just because I didn't, there was different difficult stuff with the team, just like gossip and stuff like that. And so my mom felt so bad for me that I didn't enjoy that trip that she was like, okay, well, I'm going to find you another mission trip. And then she happened to find the global advertisement for Honduras. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. So it was kind of funny. It is, you said it's your first time around a lot of the stuff that sort of marks a global awakening trip, like prophecy, yeah. and, uh, some of the signs of the Holy Spirit. How was that for you? Like, was that weird? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I was like nervous again, having those kind of butterfly feelings flying there. Like I remember on the long flights down there, I just was like, okay, I know this is going to really change my life. I don't know how, like, you know, I don't know what that's going to look like, but I know it's going to be significant. And, um, I remember there's like a hub airport, like people meet at and they fly internationally. And I sat down with the group and we all had matching shirts on. And so you could recognize people and they were openly talking about prophecy. And I was like, this is crazy. Like I've only read this word, like in the Bible, I've never heard someone say it out loud or talk about it in casual conversation. Like it just like blew my mind. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was, it was very, um, I mean, it was amazing. Like Part of me was like, okay, this is what I was made to do. You know, I, there was part of me that definitely came alive and, um, and different parts of it that were really, uh, that challenged me. Like the impartation was, um, kind of intimidating for me at first. Um, but then, but that was also a part of the trusting God deeper. Um, but yeah, it just opened up this whole new world for me, um, which was amazing. So for someone, if someone's listening to the podcast who doesn't know what you're describing, you know, when you, when you're in a meeting like that Mm -hmm. and like from your perspective, what was that like? From my perspective, like when I was unaware. Yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) or like, can you describe what it is you're talking about? Sure. Yeah. So like impartation, um, a lot of times God uses different people, um, to like usher in his presence and stir up different gifts. So like Randy Clark, if you're listening, you know who Randy is, I'm assuming you do. Um, but God's been using Randy and others like him to, um, activate gifts of the Holy spirit. And, um, as they're doing that, it's like during a service, there's a time of prayer at the end where there's an expectation for the Holy spirit to come. And then God just, you know, uses Randy to usher in the presence of God in a way to stir up and activate those, um, that are there. Um, a lot of times people don't necessarily know it's coming. You know, Randy talks about you're not safe, whether you expect it or not. And so, um, there'll just be people all over the room encountering the presence of God, whether it be through shaking, um, or crying or peace, you know, there's all different expressions of the Holy spirit that people experience. Um, but that's essentially what it is, is it's just like, um, the powerful presence of God in the room, touching his people, Um, so it's amazing. Um, I love impartation. Like now those are some of my favorite services, but at the time it was really intimidating for me, uh, just cause I hadn't seen it and I had no context. 
uh, for it. Um, and my husband actually said the same thing. He was intimidated of it. I think he had more context for it than me the first time he saw it, but it still was like, wow. Okay. Like God does this, you know? Yeah. That's so great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When you're on the other side of it, you realize, wow, this is like, like what we, we realize it's actually been a part of revivals for a long time. Right. You know, the Quakers, they, they quake, they, they shook under the power of the Holy spirit, the shakers. But when you, if you're new to it, it can't, I think for a lot of people, it's, it's intimidating. Yeah. You don't realize what it is. Yeah. And for me, I just had like no context for it. Like I did not know what to expect. I hadn't seen it. I don't even know if I'd heard of it really before. I mean, maybe cause I was talking some to Jonathan who is Randy's intern. Like he kind of called me some. Um, but when I first saw it, um, and, and Randy wasn't making it much better, which he didn't do this on purpose, but you know, he's like, sometimes you feel like you're going to die, you know? And you're like, <laughs> okay, that's really scary. <laughs> um, and so he was sharing stories like that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to black out and wake up injured. Like that was literally what I thought. Um, cause I don't think I'd experience God's presence in that way. So I just thought I'm just going to lose control, black out and wake up injured. And so I was really scared. I actually started crying because I was so scared (laughs) and which is crazy now. Like when I tell different people that like that, that haven't been in that place, it sounds almost funny. But when you have been in that place, you understand like how, how intimidating that is. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started crying and God said, do you trust me? And it felt really scary for me to say yes, but I said yes. And then after that, um, he took away my hearing for a minute to show me his power, which is really interesting. I remember it was really loud in there. And then all of a sudden I just couldn't really hear. It was like very, very, very dim. I opened up my eyes and I was like, okay, I can still see. I just can't hear. And I think it lasted about a minute. And then I had all the sound return. And then I felt like a lot of tingling and heat in my body. And I fell back and um, had Blaine and Randy pray for me and stuff. But it was really sweet to me that that was my first exposure um, to God's power touching me like that, that he did something where it wasn't, um, like taking over my body. Cause he knew I was afraid of losing control. Mm-hmm. Or at least what I mean by taking over my body is to me, that meant shaking. That yeah. isn't what necessarily God's like, you know, everyone's experience of that is different. But for me in my fearful mindset at that time, if I started shaking, I would have been afraid of losing control Yeah, is what I was thinking. And really with that, um, all of that was just a place of showing where my trust with God was at the time. Um, and God was just inviting me to deeper trust with him, you know, yeah. cause God, God is so good. Like, you know, he's not, you know, he wasn't wanting me to feel scared, which is why he was so gentle, um, and, and showing, and just having me have my hearing be gone for like a minute. Um, but he was inviting me to trust him more in that. Yeah. So after the trip, like, how would you say, or would you say your life looked differently? Like after the trip, because of what happened on that? YPI trip? Yes, definitely. I mean, then I, after that, I was like, okay, like, you know, you're kind of ruined for normal life. I mean, I was already praying for people for healing, but I was even more expectant just, I guess now to see the Holy Spirit come, you know, and touch people. And I knew that he was with me. You know, I had that, I think that was probably something I had backed up more than as I knew that God was with me um, just because of the healings that I experienced on YPI uh, as I was praying for people. So I just really wanted the Holy Spirit to touch people at my school. Like I was a senior and um, I was like, I'm going to go for this. And so um, I remember I was praying for different people in my classes 
And um, there was one guy with like a cast that like on his leg that got healed on my second day of school. Or I would just pray for like different people and try to, you know, prophesy over them and stuff. And no one really knew how to respond because like <laughs> no one was around it. And and yeah. so it was like, um, you know, really different for people. Um, but yeah. So just to pause, did, were there words you gave that were like inaccurate that were? Oh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, probably. Well, I don't know if like something was out and out inaccurate, but I was yeah. immature in the gift. So sure. I probably prophesied just like, you know, God really cares about you, like type of stuff. That's so good. Um, which is yeah. good. Yeah. Like, I mean, God does really you know, care about he people, does, yeah. but um, I don't think I, I, I wasn't trying to be like super risky or anything mm. where I would have really missed it. You know, I don't think I did anything like that. Um, but I just wanted to have people see it because for me and something I'm still passionate about is where I came from. I just didn't know that that was possible in God. And when you don't know that's possible in God, it like really strips away the depth of relationship you can have with him, you know? And so I just really wanted to see people touched at my school because I was like, they need to know, like a lot of people don't know. And so they need to know that, you know, this is possible with God and, and that they can have deeper relationship with him than they thought. Yeah. you know um but yeah so i did that and then also i had an experience where i went um on a leadership retreat for my school and um i just really wanted the holy spirit to come and i remember it was like all grades but it was like certain selected students which i had a pretty big high school like it was like 700 uh, which for me for private school was big mm -hmm. um and so um there was probably about like 150 of us there at the leadership retreat of freshmen through seniors. And uh, we were doing a senior prayer meeting. And I remember I just got on my knees and like prayed for the Holy spirit to come. And then I told everyone to pray at the same time. And I was like going around praying for them in a circle. And they all just, they prayed for a bit. I mean, they had never done anything like this before, you know, like most of the prayers are just like, thank you God for, you know, whatever. And it was not, they had not expected God to come like that. Yeah. You know? So when I was praying like that, everyone was kind of like, okay, whoa, what is she doing? <laughs> And so I was like, I'm going to go around and pray for each of you guys. And then they prayed all together at the same time for like two minutes and then just kind of got quiet. <laughs> and then they were all looking at me and I hadn't gotten around the circle yet. And I was like, okay. So I had my friend like read a certain verse or a chapter from Psalms, I think about uh, not being afraid. And then I told them like, I was like, God's touched me and I'm not afraid. And he's want to touch you too. You know? And they were like, whoa, okay. <laughs> um, so that was like, you know, cool. Like just like, just kind of, I was stepping out and doing stuff yeah. like that. And then later that day we had these like small groups of like about 30 or 40 of the mixed grades. And, um, I was having several encounters like with the Holy spirit during that weekend. Um, and so there was that moment. And then during this time, um, I felt the Holy spirit come on me and say, like, share two things I'd healed, I've healed you up. And so I was like, okay. And so I shared these two things. And when I did, it invited like the Holy spirit into the room until all like 35 of the people like confessed their sins and had like a spirit of repentance fall on them. Mm -hmm. Um, and what was really amazing about that is that in the school and there was, like I said before, there was a lot of apathy and lack of trust and, you know, just a lot of like guardedness and, you know, jealousy and other things. And so for people to share uh, vulnerable things like that had to be the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. you know, because they, that was, that was so anti the culture. Um, so that was, that was really amazing, um, that the Lord did that. And, and just, um, and I feel like that traced back to my experiences at YPI where I was expectant 
for God to come, not only for healing, but with prophecy and even to come and touch, you know, his people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I was very passionate about that after coming back from that trip. Wow. Yes. And that that was a Christian school you mentioned, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which can be even harder than yeah. a public school because there is such a, there's already this like religious culture. Yeah. I, I was in that Christian school too. Very, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. They, they didn't believe in the gifts of the spirit. They thought it was right. heresy really. Yeah. Yeah. So was, so th- what you did was really bold. Yeah. To like, <laughs> to like engage with people in yeah. faith like that. Were you confident like that before like your YPI experience or is that part of what happened? I think that was part of what happened. And, you know, actually, um, something I forgot to mention. Um, well, I ended up having, after I got back from YPI, I ended up having a really powerful encounter with God um, that I felt like was a kind of a continuation of what happened. But when I got home, I ended up getting baptized in the spirit um, from a Leonard Ravenhill video. And so, mm-hmm. um, and I was like on my floor flipping back and forth and mm-hmm. God told me to go up and evangelize to my neighbors. And so I feel like during um, YPI, and then during that experience, God was really teaching me that he was with me. And um, and the fruit of that was boldness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I recognized, okay, God's with me. I don't have to be afraid. He loves me. And so I can step out and do this. You wow. know, so that was really, I would say that was a big thing that he was teaching me on that first YPI trip and from that experience. And so in that place, yes, I was nervous to do those things. Like I was like, well, especially sharing you know, and then, um, in that small group, I was nervous to do that, but I had this, um, awareness now that God was with me, you know, and that I didn't have to be afraid because he was with me. And even though I felt, you know, intimidated, I knew I could do it because he, you know, empowered me, you know, and, and his love, um, made me free to be able to be different and do something that was risky like that. A good thing to ponder on, like that his love sort of empowers us. Yeah. Give us confidence. I think there's a lot of us who we believe in all of this, but stepping into a place of confidence about it, like mm-hmm. confident to outside of the context of like your church where everyone else believes like you do or right. a global awakening conference or something like that to actually really pray for someone like in the store or in like, like let's say someone's in a church that doesn't believe in any of this stuff. Yeah. So they're surrounded with other believers but they, they don't agree with each other you yeah. know, to have that sort of, well, I think it's a, it's a combination of confidence and like love. Mm. You have to have a loving heart, like yeah. respecting the other people, not coming at them like I figured out the best way and the truth and you yeah. have it. Let me right. show you the way to go. Right. Yeah. That's such a good thing for us to sort of dig into. Thanks. Yeah. It was just, um, I think it was really the Lord wanting to teach me that. And he would continue to do that over and over again. Like, cause I was always intimidated to like pray for people on the streets or whatever. I'm not like, I'm an extrovert, but I also like, like to be respectful, you know? And so like, I'm not going to like, you know, I felt awkward, like going up and like interrupting or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever I felt like God was directing me to do. But every time, um, if I felt nervous, God would always say, cause I connect to God through nature. So he'd always be like, who, who made all this? And I'd be like, you know, you made all this with the sound of your voice. And if I am here on, you know, the earth that you spoke into existence and I'm intimidated to go and do this, like, I have to trust you and know that like, this is okay. Like in this moment, it's okay for me to put myself out there. If it means that this person can encounter you, you know? So a lot of times he was really gracious like that. 
and would like remind me of who he was and, and who I was to him. And then I would feel um, more reassured as I was like uh, stepping out in that. Yeah. So for sure, a big like year of your life that year, huh? Yes. Or two years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It was like from that summer to to like, yeah, through the senior year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. So then graduate high school. Yeah. On fire for God. Yeah. Like li- starting to live out this this whole new sort yeah. of lifestyle. Yeah. Like what are the next like signposts for you in your sort of growth? Um, well, when I had that encounter, so after YPI, I wanted to go to global school. Um, but mm. my parents were hesitant about it. They just wanted me to like go to college. Um, and so then I ended up having that encounter and they were uh, after YPI and they saw it and, um, they knew, so they knew the significance of it. And, um, and, and that encounter, God told me to go to global school and to do Liberty online, which actually I didn't really want to do Liberty. Um, and if you're doing Liberty, it's amazing. I'm doing it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but I didn't want to do it because they kept on sending me free t-shirts and I'm like, I'm not going to buy into their marketing scheme. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so, so, um, but anyway, so God, told me to do that at that time. So that's what I knew during my senior year was going to be my next step Okay, was going to global school. And so then after that, I ended up, um, I started the courses uh, for Liberty. I started like right after I graduated high school, I started just taking classes and, um, then ended up going to, to GSSM, um, which really changed my life as well. It's just really crazy. All that God has done in a few years is really mind blowing. Hmm. Well, can you tell us like maybe the number one thing that sort of sticks out to you that God did in you? Yeah. Um, well, I'd say, um, for myself, I, you know, had these encounters with God before I came to global school that were really, um, powerful. And, um, I really just wanted to give all of, all of myself to God, you know, like I would pray and just be like, God, like, I just want to do whatever you want me to do. I want to go wherever you want me to go. Um, and just be totally given to him. And, um, and I had such a boldness and a drivenness um, that I'd say one of the biggest things God has taught me is um, how much he loves process. Um, because I just really just wanted to go. I want to do radical missions. I was like, I just want to go do this because I saw God heal me, saw God heal people at my school. I saw how his power moves. And I was like, I just want to bring it to the people that don't know. And I would still say, that's who I am is the core of who I am is like an evangelist that wants to just see people be touched. Um, so I was like, I just want to go, you know, to like China or wherever, like places where I've heard like amazing things. And, but what God's taught me a lot and it's taken me a bit of time because I'm very stubborn sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but God's like taught me how much he loves just the journey with us. And that, um, this is like a gift that he's given me to be driven and to, you know, be bold, but he just wants to spend time with me, you know, and that seems like a really simple thing, but it's really brought a lot of freedom to me because, um, you know, when, when I'm just wanting to go, it was, it was based, um, in a lot of discipline because I can be a very disciplined person and, um, and coming from the evangelical world, one of the models is you get close to God through how well disciplined you Mm -hmm. are, you know? And so for me, I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to, it's a matter of this. I, you know, I'm giving myself to God so much. I will discipline myself if that means that I'm going to be closer to you because I love you so much. But then God taught me as I was at global school, um, that, you know, it's, 
yes, like, you know, you can still be connecting, you know, with him, but it's not just like from my, how well I can self-discipline. Like, you know, he's so much bigger than that. And, um, and teaching me the difference between him moving in something versus just my own effort, you know, cause mm. when he does something, it's so much bigger and more fulfilling than if I'm just trying to build it from my own effort. And I think that that is a good, a really um, important foundation to have when you want to go into ministry like I do, or when you want to do something big for God, like I do, where it's like, um, if you're thinking that you can do it from your own effort, then you're building it yourself, you know? And, and if you're building it yourself, then you have to maintain it yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? And that can be really dangerous place for anyone, um, you know, building something like whether it be your ministry or whether it be, you know, whatever job you want in the secular world, you know, if your goals, if you're just doing it from your own effort and you know that it's a desire of your heart, you know, you know, it's like a call from God, but you're trying to fulfill it in your own effort. Then you're the one that has to bring yourself to certain places. You're the one that has to sustain it. Um, but when it's from God, then you're just loving God and you're just looking at him. And then he's the one that makes things possible, you know? And so you can just be enjoying being with him and loving him. And then he's the one that can open doors like in his timing or however he wants to do it. He can strip you down to a place where I feel like I'm in, he's doing presently right now of it doesn't matter. Like, you know, if I can just be with you, then it doesn't matter. And then from that place, he can do whatever he wants, you know? That Yeah, that's beautiful. I feel like that's... (laughs) Uh, for especially for people in our movement who are sort of they're seeing people on the stage who are giving testimony after testimony of these amazing things yeah it's so easy to think oh i need to work for that yeah and push and push and go and do more yeah. and build more and take every opportunity that comes my way when really i feel like what god's really after is what you're talking about of the sort of journey the process yeah. with him of yeah god i have these desires that i think you gave me but it's more important for me to have a relationship with you. Yeah. And even sometimes to lay those things down. Yeah. And like, now God, if you empower them and raise them back from the dead, then it's going to be amazing. Right. But like what you're saying is, God, as I lay this down, if it doesn't get resurrected, then it wouldn't have been good anyways. Yeah. I would have been the one having to maintain it and push yeah. it and drive it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's It's sort of a sobering thought when you when you look at all the things we do in life, like how much of that really was of God. Right. And how much was of me mm-hmm. and my own soul power, you know, like pushing right. it. Um, it. It makes me think of, of uh, the, the psalm where, where uh, David talks about, you know, he caused me to, to uh, lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. Right. But then even in the valley of the shadow of death, he's with me. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he prepares a feast for me in the table and the he prepares a table for me in the presence of yeah, yeah. yeah you know like that whole process right god's in all of it and it's yeah. all important and crucial like being in the valley of the shadow of death mm-hmm. where nothing's really happening is just as good and important as when you're having the feast when you and your cup's running over yeah because you're with god in it all and like that's like you know um so many people hate like thinking about being in the process because they feel like it's God like holding something back from them. But mm. God loves the process because in that you actually know him. You know what I mean? Like if we if we just are all of a sudden there, like if we all of a sudden just are walking in the fulfillment of whatever we want, we miss like all the years of learning his voice and walking with him and growing in intimacy and, and dependence. Mm. And I think that's another thing that's become really big for God to teach me is that it's not um, my effort 
that brings forth the fruit, but it's my dependency on him, you know, just kind of like, uh, what's that Bill Johnson quote where he talks about like, um, like surrender, like great faith requires great surrender or something like that. Yeah. It was something like that. <laughs> um, but in that place of surrender, what that looks like is dependency. And so God brings you deeper into a place with him and it requires you to become more and more dependent upon him, you know? Um, but in that process, like that's what he loves is he loves that we are reliant on him because that's how we are most, you know, alive. That's how we, you know, it's the most amazing place to be in, although it's also intimidating, <laughs> you know, it's all of that journey of trust. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I've learned how much, how much God really loves the process, not just because it's a good character thing to make you wait. You know, it's not like God's like, this is good for your character for you to wait. Mm. And so that's why I love the process. It's yeah. not that it's like, I love being with you. Like, I just love being with you, you know? Mm. And so like, that's why he loves the processes. Cause, and even then like our calling is meant to be a gift to us. Like, you know, but, but God loves us primarily. Like, you know, he just, cause we're his children. And so he loves us primarily, but our calling that he gives us is meant to be a partnership and a gift um, from him, you know, to, to be something that's fulfilling for us, mm. you know, but it's not meant to be like, it's not the lens that God sees us through. Like, you know what I mean? Even though it's a gift he's given us and he sees that in us and he calls it out, but yeah. it's not like, I love you through that lens of your calling. Mm. And if you're not, you know, doing it perfectly, then my love is going to be hindered. You mm. know, he just sees us. Um, and then, and he calls us forth and he calls us out. So I think that's the biggest thing that God's taught me um, from that time. Um, and it's taken me some time to learn it. Um, sure. But, but. Um, Hence the journey part. We're all yes. on this journey of. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It can take decades sometimes to learn things. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. good. So that, that was your school experience. Yes. I love it. We're, we're like going through time in your mm -hmm. life. Right. So that gets us to like. What year? Which is when did you graduate your second? I graduated. Year? Well, I graduated my second year during 2017, okay. and then I did an internship for 2018. That's right. And then and then I got married, and now I've just been traveling with my husband. Yeah, awesome. And you met <laughs> Brian in school, right? Yes, that's mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I um, neither of us were planning on dating. Brian just wanted to go to Africa. Um, I was going to go to Liberty. Like he was going to go to the school for a year. Um, and then he wanted to go to Africa cause he actually originally wanted to go to Mozambique. Um, but God told him to go to Pennsylvania. And then for me, I wanted to just go to Liberty, um, because I just was like, I'm just going to go pray for evangelicals. And that's what I thought. Like, you know, I was mm -hmm. like, this is what I care about. I'm just going to go do that. Um, but the Lord, you know, wanted me to stay and wanted, uh, wanted both of us to stay. And so we ended up dating, um, which was really on my comfort zone just cause I was like, you know, I don't want to get married until I'm 30. If that like, you know, hinders you know, what I want to do for God, um, which I had no idea, like, you know, what marriage would actually be like or how much of a gift it is. You know, that was like just kind of some more healing that God needed to do in me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, so ups um, and downs for sure in marriage. It's, it yeah. requires a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And with Brian and I, I mean, it's just so like amazing. Like I think our marriage has been one of the biggest gifts that, that I have because Brian is just incredible. And so, um, but for me, like I was really scared just because I knew where I wanted to go in God. I knew what I wanted to do. And I thought, OK, whoever I'm with has to be OK with this, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I was afraid that um, that I wouldn't find someone that would be OK with it. 
you know, for me is that was kind of my thing is I was like, I don't know if anyone is going to be okay with this. Um, but Brian totally is, you know, and he's like really supportive of, of who I am and what I'm called to do. So, um, so it's a really big, you know, gift, um, for, yeah. for me. And I think it's a gift for him too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good. So what's going on right now in your life? Like what sort of transformative things are you sort of wrestling with right now? Yeah. I mean, I would say that, well, when I was speaking really about the process, I also meant it's carrying into now. So mm-hmm. that's probably like, um, like what's, what's God, what God is doing. Um, right now with my time, um, I'm traveling with Brian. Actually, I'm pretty much on every single trip with him, except for just like one or two. Wow. Um, and just so for listeners, uh, uh, Brian, her husband is one of the associates for Global. Oh, yes. So Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> yeah. So, listen, dear listener, you may have seen him on the website or on stage with us at some point. Uh, he's our newest associate. I think yeah. Was it January when he yeah. officially started? Okay. Mm-hmm. Before that, he was he Randy's intern? Yes. Okay. So, mm-hmm. he's kind of been around for a while. So, people have yeah. probably seen him at some point. Yes. I'm sure that if people have gone to events, they've seen Brian and I around because I interned for Tom Jones and then Brian right. interned for Randy. And so, we both got to go on like different trips with Tom and Randy. Um, and so that was, that was really cool and fun, um, that we got to do that. Um, it was amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was talking about, okay. Yeah. I was doing this year. I'm focusing on going with Brian on a lot of trips, um, and I'll like minister with him. Um, and then, um, I'm doing school. I'm in my senior year with Liberty. So I've been, when I started the classes, um, right after my senior year, I just continue to do them. So I'm finishing them up. I had to kind of slow down the work because of doing global school. Um, but I'm a senior now, so I'm almost done and I'm trying to get them finished and they're hard. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but it's good. I'm majoring in crisis counseling, um, which is, I chose that because of my heart for missions and wanting to do that. And and I want to get my master's too. I want to get my doctorate, Mm. um, and use education, um, for, for my heart for missions and stuff. Um, but Anyway, so I'm focusing on that, but also just I've been having a lot of um, just like time with God where he's just teaching me a lot of different things. And um, I know that God wants me to preach. Like I know that like, you know, God's made me to be a preacher, but I don't want to like, um, I don't want to say something that isn't like, you know, uh, premature. And so I'm like taking Mm -hmm. this time to really learn with God um, until he's ready for me to release certain things. Yeah. You know, so, so that's kind of where I am currently is I'm just like spending time with God and, and, um, yeah. And, and spending time with Brian and doing that. And so, yeah, yeah, it's been a pretty, pretty interesting journey. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I love, we're almost out of town, but I'd love to have you just pray for anyone who's listening, who might be kind of in, in a place where maybe they're struggling with chronic illness, like you were, yeah, right. Or they're sort of asking God, like, what is next for me? Um, if maybe they're a teenager in high school, maybe they're an adult, maybe they're 80 years old, you know, (laughs) we all have those times where we're like, God, I know there's something else, um, in my process, but I don't know how to get there. Maybe they're just struggling with discouragement, Mm -hmm. um, or some of that lack of faith, you know, that you kind of were way back had had, um, you want to just pray into that and we'll close out. Yeah, sure. That'd be great. Okay. Um, so Jesus. I just thank you for your presence, Lord. And I just thank you, Jesus, for every person listening. And I just pray that they would feel um, the nearness of your presence, Lord, and your goodness, God, and just that sweetness of your presence, God. I just pray that they would feel um, 
just you there with them right now, Lord. And I just pray peace over um, every area where maybe um, they're in process or um, maybe they're wrestling through things with you, Lord. I pray peace and I just pray um, that you would give them your perspective, Lord. That in times when they feel discouraged, that they would um, feel your perspective, that they would see things through your eyes um, and that they would just be able to um, know where you're taking them, Lord. I just pray peace, Lord. And just um, encouragement and strength over them in Jesus' name. And for those of um, our listeners um, that have health issues, God, I just speak healing over them and just command healing. In the name of Jesus, I just pray, Lord, that you touch them now with your healing power by your grace. And I just command total healing in their bodies in Jesus' name. We just rebuke migraines and allergies and any other sort of ailment, Lord, we just rebuke it and we just mm-hmm. command peace and healing yeah. in Jesus' name. And I just thank you, Lord, um, for all of your sons and daughters. I just bless them. I bless the journeys that they're on and the callings that they have, Lord. And I just um, affirm them and I just say yes and amen. And I thank you, God, for your, how your presence is working in and through them. Mm-hmm. I just bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yay. Great. Thanks so much. <laughs> yeah, so you're good. welcome.